Welcome back to Common Sense Fantasy Baseball. I'm Drew, and man, it's been a good week or two of baseball. We've had Vlad's debut, Griffin Canning's start on Tuesday, and Senzel coming up tomorrow. Also, now that we're more than a month into the season, there are guys who started cold and are now heating up, like Jesus Aguilar, and other guys who just got off to a blistering start but are starting to cool off, like Dan Vogelbach. So let's analyze a few more players and see what we can make of things so far. I'll kick it off with a new rendition of Making Me Look Smart slash Making Me Look Stupid. Making Me Look Smart, Hunter Dozier. I told you to pick him up on April 18th. And I said he was crushing baseballs with regularity, making more contact and swinging less, especially outside the zone. Since then, he has stayed hot. He's hitting 337 on the season. He has seven home runs and even a stolen base, which I gleefully tweeted about yesterday when it happened. Making me look stupid is Domingo Santana, because on April 10th, I said his rate of hitting for power seemed sustainable. He had four home runs at that point, and he's only hit two home runs in the three or so weeks since. But wait. At that point, he had five barrels. He had four home runs on five barrels. He now has 10 barrels. So even though they've only gone for two home runs, I feel justified in saying that that level of, of power would continue. If we scroll through his individual batted balls on StatCast, we also see several hard hits that went 300 plus feet. So Santana, you know, I said he would regress a little but I'm going to give him a chance to make me look stupid again, and I'm going to hold out and predict that he still gets to about 30 home runs this year. I mentioned before that things are already starting to turn around for some players who got off to a bad start. So let's check in on Jose Peraza. Last time we took a look at him, he was leaving the league and swinging outside the zone and in swing percentage overall. He was literally swinging at almost everything. He's improved so much that now he's only 13th in the league in swinging outside the zone. Obviously still a lot, but kind of impressive that he's improved this much this quickly. He's never been great at plate discipline. He's swung outside the zone more than the average player in 2018 as well. So Peraza is looking a lot more like who he's always been. And I'm no longer scratching my head and asking, what is Jose Peraza doing? And it's led to much better quality of contact. He's had a bunch of scattered hits, but only one more home run, so he has two now. There's basically no power, but he's an elite contact hitter, and he's actually hit around 300 for two and a half seasons. Wow. But this year, he's still hitting a lot of fly balls, and if he keeps that up it's probably going to keep him from hitting 300. And he's certainly not going to walk, but he's not a 196 hitter. So I, I think he's definitely good enough to stay in the lineup. The question is, is he good enough to hit at the top of the lineup? For fantasy, leading off and hitting ninth are worlds apart. For one thing, at the top of the lineup, you're going to have a lot more counting stats, especially runs scored. You're also going to have more at-bats total, so you'll compile more stats of all kinds. 
more chances to steal bases, just more production overall. Last time we looked at Peraza, I mentioned he'd been hitting ninth and was likely to keep hitting ninth because of Votto, Winker, Suarez, Puig, and Senzel. But with how bad Puig has been, it would be reasonable to see him batting fifth, and so it all comes down to Senzel. If Senzel starts off hitting sixth or something, congratulations, Jose Peraza. There's room for you at the top of the order, and you'll probably lead off. But even if that happens, I don't see it lasting. I really think Sinzel ends up there sooner or later if he produces. And so since Peraza's fantasy value will turn on whether or not he can hit leadoff or ninth, I'd probably be looking to sell Peraza if anyone will pay you for his 2018 stat line or even close to it. Let's take a look at Kenta Maeda. For those of you who were paying any attention to my main event episode, you'll know that I pretty much structured my pitching strategy around Kenta Maeda. I took him in the 10th round and he was actually my first pitcher taken and I was just counting on 150 to 175 really, really good innings from him. And so far, what we've gotten has not been that. I know it's never really good radio to read numbers, but just looking at his swinging strike strike percentages across his first six games, 14.2%, that's very good, 9.9%, not bad, 17.1%, very good, 18.4%, amazing, 6.8% in his last start, and 6.9% in his, uh, sorry, those are his last two starts, 68 and 6.9%. So below average, very bad, what's going on? And really had me asking, you know, who is this Kenta Maeda lately? That's not normal for him at all. And so I looked a little deeper, and the reason he hasn't been getting those swinging strikes, from what I can tell, is he hasn't been throwing his slider, which is one of his best knockout pitches. He threw 14 sliders, according to Brooks Baseball, in his second-to-last start. And in his last start, he threw six. He's also not throwing his cutter that he was throwing last year and getting whiffs on. Um, But it's really the slider that concerns me. Because what he's doing instead is just throwing his fastball a little bit more, and he doesn't really have a very good forcing fastball. So... There, you know, obviously I don't know why he's doing this. I don't know what's causing it. I've heard other players say that they're not throwing their slider because it hurts to throw their slider. I hope that's not the case with Maeda. But if he's not throwing that slider um, or some other pitches from last year that were his knockout pitches, uh, especially if he's going to his fastball more, he's going to be an average to below average pitcher. I'm very worried about Kenta Maeda. And I suggest that if you have Maeda in a league where you can trade him, look into that ASAP, even if you have to take um, 80 cents on the dollar or 50 cents on the dollar. So clearly with Maeda, and if you'll remember Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, who I've I've actually dropped both of them on my main event team, 
uh, I have a severe need for pitching. And one guy I picked up this week in effort to uh, address that was Chris Bassett. I got him for just maybe 2% of my fab and really just sort of took him after the uh, Toronto Blue Jays game he where he did really well. That was on, um, I guess, Sunday. Anyway, I just noticed that he had uh, a—he's only had two starts. I noticed that he had had a 12% swinging strike rate in his first start against the Rangers, and then 16.5% against the Blue Jays. And so his his contact rate was below 70% in each of those. And even though those aren't great teams or anything, I thought, well, I might as well give this guy a shot. But after I picked him up, I've been looking into him more, and I noticed he's got—he's got five pitches. A uh, four-seamer, a sinker, a change-up, a slider, and a curve. And in this most recent start against the Blue Jays, he threw the change-up way more than he was before and got some swinging strikes on it. So it, all, all of that adds up to a very hopeful-looking pitcher. Um, I like the, the – none of the pitches really jumps out at me. His, his fastballs, you know, sits about 93 None of, none of them look just like incredible knockout pitches, but he balances them pretty well. He, he threw, you know, all five double, you know, at least double digits um, in his last start. And if, if that's a trend that's sort of growing, I think he's going to continue to get more whiffs than he has in the past. He's, al- he's always had this slider and this curve, but they seem to be playing up this year. Um, and then with the change in the sinker and even the four-seamer getting swinging strikes, I think he could be uh, a real, you know, standout force. It's just a matter of how he pitches overall. I, you know, he's had he's never been a great control pitcher in the past, but he had zero walks against the Blue Jays. And again, maybe that was just a one-off situation. But I see signs that lead me to think, you know, maybe he's making a step forward. And like I said, with pitchers early in the season, you're just sort of hoping that something will stick. So I'm going to give Chris Bassett a few weeks to uh, see what he can get going. Another pitcher that has popped up this week that I'm very interested in is Griffin Canning. He was a prospect for the Angels that got called up and started on Tuesday night. And he was he was sort of a mid middle level pitching prospect. I think he's sort of projected to be a, a third pitcher in a rotation, but the start was very impressive. I watched some of it. It looked like he had a pretty good um, control. I think he only had one walk. He's kind of a three pitch pitcher. He threw a change, you know, just a couple times, but it's mostly four seamer slider and curve, but he, he mixes it up pretty well. And the the whiff count was amazing. He got six whiffs on his four seam, eight on the slider, and four on the curve. And he, he threw them all quite a bit. And um, so he has a very, very good slider. And, um, you know, his, his overall whiff rate, if you're, if you're adding that up, is, you know, 18 whiffs. He only threw 82 pitches, something like that. And so that's, what, 22% swinging strike rate. That is impressive. 
So like I said last episode, with pitchers early in the season, when you pick one up, you're just hoping for the best, looking for upside and, and seeing what happens. So I definitely am not expecting Bassett or Canning to turn into the next Max Scherzer. But Max Scherzer isn't really looking like Max Scherzer this year, so we'll see what happens. I guess that's about it for this episode. I just wanted to get one out so we could have a few new players to talk about and uh, maybe give you guys some ideas for who to sell and maybe a couple of players you might think about picking up. So that's all for me. Have a great week. Enjoy Nick Senzel this weekend and stay classy, Planet Baseball.